Hey everyone, this podcast is coming to you from the Psychic Dolphin Garage. You can support this show and our larger efforts to build a leftist community through podcasting and other projects over at patreon.com slash psychic dolphin garage. That's patreon.com slash P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-D-O-L-P-H-I-N garage, which is spelled how it sounds. We bring you back for another evening of Turner Communist Movies, where we talk about this one actress that died 75 years ago and what a great influence she was on the on the uh, you know films of today. I was thinking kind of too. It's more like just they take classic movies, but they have those annoying little like blurbs pop up, you know, where it's like, hey, this is an example of fucking. Uh, <laughs> You know, capturing a surplus value by the capitalist class away from the workers. I'm just picturing t- Turner classic movies, but instead it's some person clearly a leftist wearing the beret. So that way then we know exactly what tone we're setting here. Obviously, it's yeah. just like reviewing the hardest of hardcore pornography set <laughs> just a little too low on the sound settings. Oh, yeah. Like, ah, yes. And uh, as we all know, M- Mila Davis was one of the first women to actually perform this double penetration scene. Definitely a pioneer when it comes to this level of filmmaking. Some say Skeevy Dave was uh, the Stanley Kubrick <laughs> of <Dave>. his generation. <laughs> Shit. Why isn't Skeevy Dave uh, getting a fucking Oscar? He's actually boycotting the Academy. He says the levels of toxic masculinity and predatory culture. I was going to say, yeah, a dude named Skeevy Dave who probably like pays everyone he works with in cash is probably less of a creep and a scumbag than 90% of the people at the fucking Oscars tonight. (laughs) Like, he's got, like, one of those, like, ratty, like, balding ponytail combos and always wears red sunglasses. But it's, like, (laughs) other than him, like, needing maybe, like, several showers every day for the rest of his life to just catch up. I mean, like, in that line of work, you definitely do need several showers every day. I mean, you get them. Of all different varieties. I don't know what kind of fucking thing you're filming specifically. You could get plenty of showers. Yeah, uh, you know God there there is it. a uh, the the Davy Awards, which literally honors the achievements <laughs> of the great Davids, where strength comes from ideas, intelligence, and out of the box thinking, not a giant's bankroll. Wait. Are you fucking... Is is the Davies a thing? The Davy Awards is a... All right, we are submitting Skeevy Dave to the Davy Awards. (laughs) Skeevy Dave 2020, you got this, Dave. (laughs) Psychic Dolphin Garage. Hey, everyone. I'm Kelton. And I'm Bo, and Zach, I know I said to you uh, at some point earlier this week, I was going to do a bit with this intro. Uh, I forgot the funny name I was going to come up with, though, so this is just a regular boring intro now. I can't always get what I want. In fact, yeah. I never get what I want with these intros, so. Welcome to another episode of Psychic Dolphin Garage. There we go. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Seize control of the reins there. Yeah. Let that awkward moment wash over you like Skeevy Dave's golden shower. Come on, so. Bo. Keep going. Keep going, Bo. Th- this is your intro now. You gotta, you gotta finish it. <laughs> oh, okay. So I've gotta fucking, I, I, okay, I've gotta carry this turret across the finish line. That is a, yeah, yeah. what is that metaphor? <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, this week we got a whole bunch of bullshit lined up. Uh, listener questions later in the episode. Uh, the yeah, good kind of bullshit, like you time. like. It is no bullshit guess. still, though. It's three lonely boys. <laughs> three lone wolf packs. Exactly, yeah. Podcast together. Three men who will at some point in the future be described by the media as lone wolves. You know. <laughs> I hope you guys have your uh, three first name aliases uh, ready to roll. Um, I think I'm going for Jack David 
Johnman or something like that. So <laughs> see right there, famous David Award winner yep. Jack. David yeah, for Gunman. shooting. <laughs> just fucking. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you to everyone. Uh, speaking of listeners who subbed to our YouTube and helped us get over that hundred sub line. Uh, yeah, Kelton tells yeah. me that's a very important number because uh, it's got three uh, digits in it instead of the two. If you're listening to this episode right now, there actually is. We have a, an announcement video premiering on our YouTube today. We have been uh, talking. I've been talking about it at least. We're going to be adding some more content uh, for y'all to put on in the background and then leave and then come back. And it's uh, it's actually you know Linus Tech Tips. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we will be having lots of content on our YouTube coming to our YouTube in the f- in the near future, and we hope that you guys enjoy it. Yeah, we're we're, we're really growing it out. It is uh, pretty cool to help celebrate the fact that we crossed the hundred uh, subs. Though we're uh, actually going to be doing a Super Tuesday live stream starting around the time that we all get off work and uh, are, are properly inebriated as we let the uh, results wash over us. So it'll either be happy drinking or sad drinking. And I think that we should plan on just splitting the difference, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, is there a difference in this late capitalism? Is there a difference between happy <laughs> drinking and sad drinking? Me breaking out the cheap tequila that I drink is going to happen regardless of whether it's sad or happy. There you go. That's the fucking spirit right there. Yeah. yeah. The hard part is not finding what to drink. It is trying to convince myself that it is not a uh, chemical dependency that I'm forming. And this <laughs> no, is the no, only no, no, no. These are, these are the political realities that, uh, excuse, excuse, excuse. Uh, you know, there you go. <laughs> Fucking boom. The only, you the only person. The only person asking about my relationship with alcohol these days is the insurance company that I'm signing up with <laughs> um, as they try to, you know, they do their like, like questionnaire bullshit to, uh, to, uh, to give you, you know, initial coverage. So yeah, yeah. We got to make sure that you are the exact right kind of liability to where we get an exact fucking, uh, you know, ridiculous premium to charge you. Yeah. Yeah. On the scale of one to Ernest Hemingway, how much of a liability are you to yourself <laughs> or others? <laughs> Uh, like they say in the military, uh, these uh, you know the the acronym that they use for these for these questionnaires is no, and it stands for numerous opportunities. Ah, that's that's some very uh, that's it's, it's inspirational. I love it. Yeah. Great. Well, hopefully, I inspired you all enough to go donate another ten dollars, Bernie Sanders, before he has to uh, keep <clears throat> keep campaigning um, because he needs the money. So yeah, if, if I hear the word insurance even just one fucking time, uh, like by the point where I'm like over thirty, I'm just gonna. I mean, that's that's fucking three first names time, y'all. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to fucking think about it. Don't want to have to fucking consider it. Like rare two time winner of famous Davy Award. <laughs> <laughs> David Gunman. Normally they get you with the first one or they corner you and it's pop pop, but uh nah. This, so, some Dave's strike twice. <laughs> Put that on a t shirt. Uh anyway. Um yeah, so what's in the news, boys? Everything is kind of in the news right now. By the time this comes out, uh the New Hampshire primary is going to be happening and so uh We won't uh, have results I, from that. Alright, we said we were gonna have results from yeah, yeah, that was some fucking bullshit. The naive fucks that we were. <laughs> we're gonna hedge our bets this time. Like, yeah, no, we don't expect those uh, New Hampshire results to come out for at least a week. 
So yeah. Oh, oh, you you thought we were saying this episode? We meant next episode. That's <laughs> yeah. what we were talking about. I emailed the DNC about this, and they just sent me back a GIF of Chuck E. Cheese fucking my mouth. So <laughs> I mean, you know, it's really actually, anybody's race. It actually was, you know, just Mayor Pete. You don't have to say that it was Chuck E. Cheese. It's fine. <laughs> oh no no no! Fursuit fursuit technology has come so far. You see. Okay, what if uh, Mayor Pete decides to double down and is like, "All right." My fursona is Charles E. Cheese. He hasn't even singled down. I mean, fucking dude believes in nothing. I guarantee you he's not getting anywhere near a fursuit. He does not have the ideological fucking chutzpah for it. All right? <laughs> the chutzpah. The yeah, moxie. It's just a bunch of... It's not Pete actually going out there and, and running, uh, you know, running all the speeches and the rallies. It's actually he has a bunch of uh, Chuck E. Cheese fursuits, like mechanical ones, like Callus from Destiny Two. Yeah, he just rolls yeah, them out of the closet, stretches the Pete suit over them, <laughs> and then <laughs> sends them off to do the. If only thing. there were another recent video game with uh, Chuck E. Cheese animatronics featured in it. Yeah. Speaking of big technology, that's that's the transition there. Um, oh wow, Bo is actually taking control of this docket. I'm kind of like we have a it, shitload you know? of questions, and they're very good. And we gotta <laughs> we gotta fucking chunk through the 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 us bullshit to get to the good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While we're talking about big tech and Bernie Sanders, uh, it's come out that that uh, most of the donations to Bernie Sanders. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Bernie Sanders <laughs> raises more donations from employees employed in the technology sector than any of the other candidates, even. <laughs> Andrew Yang. Oh damn! Believe the Reddit not, candidate, the the tech bro candidate, is not uh, is not the one leading the the tech uh, donation sector because he sucks. Well, to be fair though, Andrew Yang is leading in the very coveted entrepreneurs still living at their parents' third home category. Okay, <laughs> so you know that that's a pivotal market base. That is that is dozens of people that he has right there in his corner, Zach. See, the thing is that uh, all this stuff is all this stuff is really cool and good because people can just look online and see things like. The, uh, you know, FOIA, FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, like releases that all these campaigns and organizations do where they where they show exactly where all their money comes from. And they can look at it and it can say this did not come from a corporate donor. And they go, oh, yes, a corporate donor gave that. And then they look at people like Pete and Pete's like all of my money is from billionaires. And they're like, he's supported by the people. That's yeah. right. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, it it is bizarre though, because the thing we're referencing is a Vox article. Uh, it might be old news at this point, but the way it, when it came out, it was talking about how, oh, look at all of Bernie Sanders's big tech donations. And to be fair, the article was pretty in, impartial about it. But people on Twitter have kind of taken up that torch, and they're like, hey, look, look, Bernie Sanders is getting all of these donations from people who are employed at Amazon. So actually, Bernie Sanders is getting all of this money from Amazon. Isn't that pretty hypocritical then if he's criticizing Amazon? <laughs> And you have to you have to tell them where you work at to donate. Like you have yeah, to you have to say when you when you go donate you have to fill in you go oh I'm gonna give ten dollars. Who do you work for? Google. Skeevy Dave. Skeevy Dave. Dave. 
Hey, uh, listen, Skeevy new Dave's answer. Skeevy Dave might not be the most scrupulous employer, but... If there's two things Skeevy Dave believes in, it's the fact that gender is a construct and Medicare for all is a vital necessity in my workplace. <laughs> gender is a construct is, is kind of a reinterpretation of what he said, which is a whole is a whole, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's woke in its roundabout way, I guess. I don't know. I would like to know? apologize for my old tweets when it came up. I have recently gone on the Joe Rogan podcast and I was radicalized to become a member of the Sanders Nation. God bless you, Skeevy Dave. We're rooting for you. Yeah, no, the Amazon, you know, when they have their weekly their weekly safety meetings, they say, hey, and if you don't want to get accidentally dismembered this week, you'll you'll <laughs> donate to Bernie Sanders. Yeah, if you don't want the fucking Bezos bot to roll out onto the factory floor and cut your head off with a sword, you better, you know, you better pay the piper. It's just a, a level of ignorance to class analysis of, oh, are you saying that the people in charge of the company have a different interest than the people who actually are working on the bottom rungs and they're the ones that actually make the company operate whoa that's so crazy who could have possibly seen that happening anyway i got this like 10 yards of wool and i don't quite know what to do with it uh <laughs> could someone help me out here uh donated to bernie obviously the the new data shows how the quote rank and file at big tech companies are rallying behind some of the candidates who are the least friendly to big tech end quote so what they're saying is is that the rank and file the bullshit paper put that work there are maybe you know not super happy with the thing that their company is doing and because there's no democratic workplace guarantee when you work in the u.s uh you know they're speaking with their money perhaps and one might argue that the market has said that bernie sanders <laughs> is the favorite also, it's mm. ridiculous that they would say, oh, yeah, I mean, Bernie Sanders and the rest of the de delegates are attacking big, big tech head on. That's kind of like saying like, oh, look, uh, Matt Moore and Patrick Mahomes both won a Super Bowl. They both put in equal effort as quarterbacks for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> and look at that. They both have a Super Bowl ring. So I guess, you know, equally good as players. It's insanity when he is the person going on the front lines, being there at every protest, being the one who's fighting for 15. He's the one going to the shareholders meetings at Walmart. He's the one uh, actually out there talking directly to the Amazon workers. And everyone else seems to be getting more and more skittish the closer we get towards elections. And, that's how and, he that's how he won Iowa and that's how he'll win this election is by going and finding the people who are unengaged because there's nobody that represents them. He's going to yeah. go find them. He's going to tell them, show up, vote for me. These are the things I'm going to give you. These are the things I'm going to work on for you. I want you and to if you don't, my followers will they will spend time for some that. fucking targeted harassment, babes. <laughs> Let's <laughs> fucking do it. All right, yeah, no, <laughs> the Bernie check is the new Soros check. Soros is, <laughs> is old news. Yeah, equally anti-Semitic, but I mean, like, kind of more fun because uh, Bernie doesn't look like Palpatine. The only difference is that everyone wears Joker masks. When oh, absolutely, get paid by Bernie, absolutely, you know? yeah. Yikes. And you know, working for all these companies that don't represent your interests um is uh, is something that maybe isn't talked about as much uh because it doesn't serve the ruling class to let the voters know that these companies don't serve their interests and when hold we on talk zach, about zach zach michael bloomberg has given me like nine different commercials over the span of three minutes talking about how he is the only person who can defeat trump if you don't believe him just check out this vague source google news 
on Yahoo ad that says that <laughs> Trump is scared of Michael Bloomberg I, because he called Michael Bloomberg so small he will need a stepping stool. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just had the most fucked realization. Like Michael Bloom, uh, Michael Bloomberg, and like the like. Oh, like, you know, such and such candidate can beat Trump, and that's where the argument ends, uh, like, idea and argument for a candidate is so fucking rooted in the whole, like, Hunger Games, Harry Potter, etc., you know, young adult novels that, you know, fucking 30-year-olds read, uh, kind of mindset, you know? It's like, oh yeah, this is the chosen one. What after he kills Voldemort? I don't know, but you know he'll kill Voldemort. It's totally. so stupid too. Like, like, like Democrats always say we have to run to the middle. We have to, you know, be as moderate as possible. And you know who actually inspired moderates, non-voters, and and pro- self-proclaimed centrists to vote for their campaign? Bernie fucking Sanders. So shut the fuck up about I mean, who's going to win thing. the fucking like, election. Beat Trump. Like if you want blue, no matter who, go Bernie. If you're not going to go Bernie, then fuck you. We're not going to vote for you. You get Trump again. Yeah. The- you know what? People in America are gonna suffer, but honestly, people are gonna people would have suffered under Hillary. People will suffer under Pete Buttigieg. There's no fucking difference. We're yeah. fucking positists now. Just pe- let the fucking world <laughs> burn. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. yeah we're yeah. Pilled, a month baby. ago, everyone was making fun of me for being a Maoist positus, but now, honestly, not, it's too, so little crazy. too late. <laughs> I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill my landlord with a ray gun. That's just how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been our position that yeah. that that nothing is going to change as long as someone, as long as the in, as long as the incumbent regime is not moved out of out of office and that's why like as far as electoralism goes we support people like the rose caucus like joshua for congress real human beings that are actually running for office like bernie yeah sanders. bernie sanders is the only human being that's getting up there and running and that's why people want to vote for him you know why because they work for stupid companies like google facebook um, yeah run by the worst Sony. kind of fucking insects that are just like you know just just absolutely unrelatable non-people you know yeah it's so, yeah. they, it's they work so for fucking companies weird. like sony where they go to work and they take the ps4 logo and they photoshop the four out of the logo and they put a five in it and they say look at our new product that's going to make us a billion dollars this year that's what we have to look <laughs> forward to <laughs> well i mean like to be fair though like sony that was one guy's like cocaine fueled decision to make it all just look like piss you know, Sony, <laughs> yeah. it contains multitudes within it. Sometimes it can also be a toaster that will explode on you. Or perhaps, <laughs> just maybe, a film studio that will uh, be like, hey, look, we'll get all these woke points by pushing Little Women as an Oscar movie. Yeah, also, we have Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nominated for Best Picture. I Can't would love, if we're playing absolutely both sides, love. baby. Quentin Tarantino's Little Women. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah there's not a single <laughs> shot above the ankle. Let me tell you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, no. Not only do people have to work for these companies, do miserable things like refresh the same thing over and over and market it as like a new thing, but then they also have to sit through the spectacle of them giving themselves awards. And what I'm saying is that the Oscars would not exist under Bernie Sanders. 
Now, hold on. Let, let's not get too carried away, because at this point, you know, people will already know who won the Oscar. OK, so we, we have to <laughs> the single you know, Oscar. throw people. All, yeah, there's only one Oscar award, right? It's a person named Oscar that's made into a blood sacrifice. And then they give a little tiny piece of his bone, dip it in gold and hand <laughs> it to all of the rich Hollywood elites. Is, not, is after, that... not after someone gets to suck the adrenochrome out of his uh, bone marrow. But yeah, I mean, you uh, know, you, you basically yeah, got sorry. it down. Okay, guys. Sorry, I always I keep on forgetting about that step. Again, you know, it just. I mean, what do you think they're keeping Weinstein around for? Like, they could just fucking you know knock that Walker out from under him at any point. But someone's (laughs) got to suck the marrow. It's not the the perfect system. Gets the hose. (laughs) It's not a perfect system, and you know he's a bad dude. But I mean, you just got to suck the marrow. Like it's. we just have to respect the institution of it, all right? Mm-hmm, we can't yeah. go throwing out everything. If we start saying that we're going to get rid of all of the marrow and adrenochrome harvesting, are we also going to get rid of giving awards for best score? Like, at what point is it going to actually matter? <laughs> and they're basically the same but, thing, so. Well, and yeah, it's so also... For, so for people who, who don't quite know... Um, what the fuck uh, we're talking the, about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean... Uh, Everything has been buzzing about the Oscars and has been buzzing about Bernie Sanders. So those are the two big stories that have kind of dominated our feeds. And as much as we would like to view ourselves as being cinema buffs and uh, Kino stands, uh, we we aren't really. I, I mean, uh, I'm on like a, a tape delay, culturally speaking, of where if something doesn't become available for streaming or download, there's not really an opportunity for me to go see it. Uh, Bo, what was the last movie? you saw in theaters uh in theaters i think it was the uh tim heidecker running for office one uh hell yeah that i don't remember okay. the title of it was pretty good <laughs> and you know a, a good uh indictment of our current political something or other if i'm trying to sound like a movie review uh that's right there we go but yeah it was tim heidecker and, uh, being funny that's why i like the movie and zach what about you what was the last uh film you went to go see in theaters Endgame. all right so fuck you uh, we are coming at you from the hottest takes of the summer of 2019. So we aren't the people necessarily to talk about what the, uh, the content of the movies are as much as we can talk to you about the studios behind those movies. And we've already talked about how Sony's playing both sides. But guess what? Uh, th- there are several other films with other associated problems with uh, scandals and storylines that we may have missed. So let- let's take a-, a great look back and... Think about the time that was, time that was, time that was. Don't you can you can do the the post effect for yeah. That, right? no, I'm but, not gonna, but yeah. All right, but you could if you wanted I, to. I, That's I mean, the important yeah, thing. It, it could it sound really cool, and then they would start playing like the piano music, where it's like looking back at the life of <clears throat> dead comedian, <laughs> an Tom all acapella Hanks. except for piano version of Toy Soldier I, as a song. I, to come on. I don't know why, but for some reason, Zach, when you said dead comedian, I was like, "Wait, is that his name?" <laughs> like, oh yeah, Mister Dead Comedian. We all know him. Yeah. Dave great comedian, I, great dude. <laughs> uh, uh again, again, uh, this sweet, sweet man. Yeah. All he wants to do is a, a make a safer working environment. But the other films uh, that should be worthy of discussion would be Parasite from the CJ Group over in South Korea, 1917 from Universal, The Irishman and Marriage Story coming from Netflix, and uh, uh, Disney slash Fox with Jojo Rabbit 
and Ford versus Ferrari. And of course, the movie that I think we as a podcast all believe definitely deserves all of the adulation and praise and isn't just some weird, overblown, bloated cultural phenomenon. Joker coming from uh, Warner Avatar Media. I just you came. said it. I came <laughs> so hard. I just I've been pin I've been pent up waiting to to once again talk about this movie that somehow spawned revolution. You know, there was nothing nothing else that inspired revolution. It was just everyone went out and saw that movie and then immediately they're like, fuck, we live in a fucking society. It's like all my goddamn white male rage finally has an avenue for me to express it. I've never see that's the thing. I've never seen white male rage expressed anywhere or in any way <laughs> previous to the Joker coming out, you know? It used to be drywall, but then I saw his face. <laughs> Okay, well, see, that actually might be a common theme that we have because Marriage Story had the actual punching the drywall scene. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. imagine how many people were like, I relate to this. Yeah. That makes that Man, character Kylo Ren so is really relatable. good in this, huh? God, Parasite was really good um, and, it, and it popped off, but the, the, uh, the studio that produced it also not a great studio. Like, uh, like, like, it's the thing where, like, capitalism gives us really cool things, but you know, and maybe the artists that are behind it had a cool message, but it's also kind of lost in the fact that, uh, what, what's this one here? They had a, this is South Korea, and their economy is basically based on their K-pop idols. They, and they are, they country, are, and yep. there was this this massive vote scandal involving um some bands called X One. See, this is where we need Rob to just randomly pop in and explain why this is actually something we should care about. And this was the true death knell of democracy, if we were all actually paying attention. But uh, at least as far as I can tell, they basically were like, ah, this group has the most overall marketability, but uh, they aren't going to win the popular vote. So uh, electoral college style, let's do this shit. Yeah. And so the group then disbanded because they're like, it's built on lies. But uh, apparently, I think they're going to get paid a shitload to come back together under a different name. So that that, uh, that that's interesting, I guess. It's, it's, it's like a corporation. Uh, I mean, you know, you have the same 20 assholes running everything and, you know, you just fire everybody and then pick out a new logo. There you fucking go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know with Universal in 1917, uh, they had a movie that was going to debut called The Hunt. That was about a group of uh, uh, rich liberals hunting these poor downtrodden conservatives like animals. And there was a lot of outrage expressed about that. And so they're like, I guess we're not going to go ahead and release it, but maybe later. And it still hasn't come out. So it's never going to happen. The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, movie studios make no sense to me in the sense of they're the only industry where you can cost someone $90 million and the studio will be like, ah, we'll give you another shot. Everyone gets a mulligan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's that's kind of the thing is a anyone who uh, who might ever think that, oh yeah, the fr the free market is a uh, really you know rational the uh, rational uh, rational reasonable uh, fucking way to decide things. You know, dipshits got mad on Twitter, so that's you know a ninety million dollar loss. Like, yeah, totally. And I mean, like, yeah, it might have even fucking you know tanked in the uh tanked the box office itself who knows but i mean at least you'd make some of it back at least from like well, and by watches. not releasing it that voids a ton of actor contracts that oh they absolutely have built yeah in. and so then that makes it uh just be 
through the roof more expensive than even the production budget. But it's uh, it's okay because at least it's not like fucking Netflix about uh, how the weird goop show is just telling people to do magic mushrooms and think about how beautiful their vagina is. That, you that know? actually, okay, I'm sure it actually sucks. But the way you describe it right there, that sounds amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, that was like my go-to move in college. Yeah, uh, but like outside <laughs> of that, it's just weird to think that Gwyneth Paltrow has the same game level that I do. Except I'd be like, yeah, there is <laughs> smoking no, weed and, no clear... and looking at your hands, bespoke, doing mushrooms and squatting over a mirror. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, there, there is no clear indication that that liberals are not in charge of the media. Um, than, you know, The Hunt being a movie about the liberals being the bad guys. Like, the, like MAGA types are literally so not oppressed that they're they're the hunted people in this film. Like, it's just totally <laughs> cool for them to be, like, you know, hunted down by liberals. Like, they're so unoppressed, but they believe themselves to be so oppressed. It's like, I resonate with that. But it's, that like... exactly what happened to me. It's being released by <laughs> Universal. And then and then you go and you look at Netflix and Netflix has been removing, um, you know, removes or salary. It re- it does remove movie titles from catalogs based on what uh, you know what the different countries ask. Yeah, like and if Brazil is like we don't want a gay Jesus comedy, Netflix would be like, and it never existed. No <laughs> one can find it in Brazil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, to me. I mean, there, this is a whole other fucking conversation to go in on, but like, just speaks to the value of just pirate shit. Just have your own fucking terabyte sized, uh, you know, <laughs> solid state to sit on your, uh, sit in your fucking media center, and boom, there's every movie, every favorite movie you'll ever have. But how can I download all of these pirated movies, Bo? I have nine thousand Quake maps already on my terabyte. Listen, that is a, that is a different conversation as well. So. <laughs> You guys are you saying what? it's too many Quake maps for one person, though? <laughs> I'm saying I need to buy another maybe fucking I solid should... state drive is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to know what the actual quote is that Netflix had Let's about their episode removal? They said, this is their CEO, Reed Hastings. He says, we're not in the truth to power business. We're in the entertainment business. Hell yeah. Oh, wow. Pete, 2020, let's do this shit. Hell yes. Which, yeah. I mean, is, like, cold and calculated, sure, but, like, I mean, props for I, being honest, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. No, okay. Let, let's, no let's I don't be... think that's honest as much as just going mask off because you know it's not going to hurt at well, anything. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the thing. It's, it's, it's naked uh callousness it's like we we know you fucking idiots are aren't you know gonna care if, if we remove the one episode on saudi arabia of fucking uh you know the hassan minaj show uh patriot act is yeah. that what it's called yeah yep. yeah fucking you know that doesn't matter to you people what you want is more fucking um i've been watching the shit out of uh zumbo's uh baking challenge you guys seen that no it's I, australian I baking but- show fucking wonderful i cannot recommend it enough it's a very see, stupid see, show, and I love it. And, and that's the point. They'll keep on saying bullshit like that at, until we start making them pay taxes. Like, that that's really what it all boils well, down they're to. They're also going to, you know, that also means that they're removing people's right to information, which is what the internet was designed for, which is what companies do not want. Companies want you to pay for pay for access to information. That's why you see in the U.S. why um, all the legislation failed to... Uh, protect our internet rights 
because companies didn't want us to have internet rights. They they want to monetize it the same way they want to monetize water. Yeah, they, they've, yeah, but they've, but nothing bad can come about from a company having an overall monopoly on entertainment and content, right? I mean, like everything always works out so well with that sort of uh, your horizontal right integration. Into the next example, your right to <laughs> your right to access information on the internet is more important than your right to freedom of speech, almost because. Even if you don't have the right to to say something in a public place, <laughs> you should have the right to find the information that shows that what other people are saying is wrong. That, yeah, that's it, the updated version of like, I may not agree with the furry porn that you look up, sir, but by God, will I defend your right to look that shit <laughs> yeah. up. Well, I mean, that's and, kind of the thing about the internet is, we, I mean, fucking spend five minutes scrolling through Twitter and you can tell that there are plenty of people who exercise their right to freedom of speech, not as many people who exercise their right to freedom of information. And, you know, that's very intentional because, okay, all right. All right. quote, unquote, okay, freedom of information Mar. is fucking, you know, it's, it's limited by capital in, in a multitude of ways. Yeah. And, well, and, like, libertarians have based a lot of their policy positions on that, which is, you know, good and bad, mostly bad, because they're also racist somehow, um, even though they have access to a lot of information. So I can't fix that. But they people have been fighting against against your internet access being um de- you know undemocratized taken away from you put behind paywalls for a long time and there's now a new test case that is coming out from Disney who are who have who are finding um a uh who are finding the parent teacher association at Emerson Elementary School in Berkeley California because they showed the a remake of the Lion King during a parents night out event yeah. last year well, I mean, they, so this is another thing. There's a, is they, there's a they, copyright <laughs> claim for screening the film without a proper license. Yeah, which, which again, it has been a thing, too. Like, we can't understate that enough. Like, you know, fucking technically watching a movie with too many people that you're, that you're not blood-related to in a room can be, like, legislated against, uh, which is just fucking just pants on head imagine going to like your grandpa's funeral right and then like the (laughs) in memoriam comes on and then you get hit with a cease and desist because the song is copywritten yeah exactly i mean that's that's kind of what it is copyright laws don't protect anyone but the studios that push content out and generate money from it yeah yeah, they don't even they don't protect the artists in the least they would rather sell the artists completely down the river if it meant that they could make just an extra three percent on overall market share. Yeah, because like, well, so, you know, y- y'all know the fucking, like, pre-VHS, uh, like, uh, message that would pop up, like, this is a message from the FBI saying any any unlicensed screenings. Oh, yeah. That's no, what this I is. I didn't actually that's read what that. This fucking, well, nobody actually read it, but, like, <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's just as ridiculous here, uh, probably off of fucking Blu-ray, at a, at a school PTA. It's Lion King. It's for kids. Like, yeah, imagine some kid in like the 1990s. They have the original animated Lion King. They put it on. They see the FBI warning. So many kids are ignoring it, but one kid focuses on it, looks at it, and is like, "This is who I want to be." That's the Pete Buttigieg origin story <laughs> right there. Oh Just like, God. whoa! Yeah. I didn't realize you could do this. This is so cool. Yeah, Pete Buttigieg is- made it ten minutes into the movie until he identified with the character, and it's that scene where Scar is toying with a tiny little rat, and he was like, "Yeah, that's who I'm. I'm, I'm into. Fuck yeah!" 
That's my guy. <laughs> uh, the rat, not Scar. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, because Scar showed up previously. <laughs> okay. I'm saying, yeah, the rat is... Scar is, also raised some house. very valid concerns. Not saying that his uh, methods were just by any means, Yikes. but, you know, Yikes. like... All right. Um, if the entire anyway, pipelines no, no, no. are actually starving. Kelton, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not into the uh, black fur... Uh, or, sorry, the uh, uh, <laughs> brown fur, red fur alliance you're uh, fucking uh, proposing here, all right? All I'm saying is hyenas are animals too, okay? We need to make sure that there is an open space available for them to come onto Pride Rock in the marketplace of ideas. All right, guys? Well, I mean, that, that's kind of a, a... Lion King is a fucking mess of a movie. It, it's like, oh yeah, we gotta uh, you know, protect the rights of our proud, uh, austere, furry noble... Uh, yeah, <laughs> furry first family, so to speak. God. Meanwhile, you know, uh, if you happen to be the wrong species, you can go screw. This was also played yeah. at California schools where they were trying to do a fundraiser. They raised $800 to the California Aww. schools. I'm assuming this is to pay for books and other school supplies. And they now have to return a third <laughs> of that money because they put uh, on a movie for the kids to, to watch. fucking Disney! Like, as if Disney's not, as if Disney's not rake, printing fucking money right now off of Disney+. Plus. God damn it. <laughs> That's, I that's wonder ridiculous. if they ask like the Marvel actors to go in and act like enforcers. You know, they're, they're just <laughs> yeah. Fucking just, uh, Chris Hemsworth comes in and hands you a fucking cease and desist. Like, <laughs> God, I'm going to need the two hundred dollars. <laughs> well, yeah, and this is also this is also like testing to crack down on people watching things that they want to watch in their own time in their own homes, having um you know downloaded movies online, which is you know been enforced more and less in the past but it doesn't it's it's like a patent like you don't have a patent that protects you from your rights being taken away from you because you don't have a lawyer that you can pay to go out and enforce your patent yeah big companies worth billions of dollars have patents and they have entire departments dedicated to Searching for people that are breaking their patents and then suing the ever-living fuck out of them. Because making money is not about actually having a good idea and then making your good idea do something better for the world and sharing things with other people. Making money is stealing from other people. power and, and leveraging then, it to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and continuing to steal from them until you have so much money you don't know how to fucking spend it. And you spend it doing stupid shit like AT&T is doing to lead us into the next story. <laughs> Making which, Avatar 2. Which is no. spending $1.2 billion in Q4 of 2019 to, uh, to prevent Time Warner shows from airing on Netflix. Yeah, they, they, they are actively choosing... Well, we don't even. It's it goes beyond the idea of uh, profits over people. They are not just being like we won't even make any money. All right, fine, because we're going to take what's ours and we're going to hoard it, so that way then we can enforce a a, a scarcity concept and uh, make it go across the board to make people sign up for our show that will then help our ratings go up. Because my God, who the fuck? doesn't just get excited about getting to rewatch friends on HBO. Oh, now, I'm so remember, horny for remember it. that AT&T told Congress that it would not restrict distribution of Time Warner content claiming that would be quote irrational business behavior and quote. Yeah, like yeah, such a thing as irrational business behavior. But it I passed mean, up shit. it passed up revenue which is in the tens of billions of dollars. <laughs> um, you know who doesn't censor all of his content and in fact wants it to be as widely distributed as possible? I think Stevie I know. Stevie Dave. The one That's and only. Right. God bless. <laughs> yeah. True AT working class icon. AT&T revenued 46.8 billion dollars. Stevie Dave doesn't revenue that much because he's not Stevie. 
even though his well, name we, may we, imply such We don't actually practices. know how much he, he makes, because, again, it's a lot of under-the-table A lot of, of cash, stuff. a lot of, like, currency he made up and printed himself and trades people <laughs> with, which, like... I mean, fuck, you know, respect the grift, I guess. Like, good, good on you, Dave, with your Dave fucking dollars. That is, that is a ridiculous yeah. amount. Regardless of how much Kiwi Dave makes, this $46.8 billion is the, is the fourth quarter revenue. AT&T revenues... For a quarter! You, revenues, like, they're, like, edging up to a trillion dollars. That's, that's, okay, that's one point. Listen here, I may not know much about economics, but making a billion dollars out of a quarter, <laughs> you might be a redneck. I don't fucking. That's $200 billion almost that they make every year. They passed up $1.2 billion. Yeah. Which is a ludicrous amount of money. They passed that up by trying to start their HBO Max service, which is going to debut in May. Hmm. Yeah. Because half, every... of a, half of a percent, in other words. Yeah. Of, of their a- annual revenue. And that's and 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 yet their movie Joker is like the face of the revolution. Haha, face, haha, Joker. Like ha-ha. it's it's so ridiculous that these companies like capital is built on ever increasing, um, on exponentially and infinitely increasing income, and like it it works in the minds of people whose brains have rotted and turned into into ranch dressing. Yep. And well, I mean, it, it happens, I guess you could say, because we live in a society. Dun, dun, dun. Goddamn, <laughs> I thought we were going to be done with this shit in, like, September. <laughs> yeah, let everyone go back to when Bo thought that Joker would only be relevant for two weeks. There, there's it so- was my <laughs> Iowa caucus prediction of, oh my god, that's far <laughs> off. There, there's, somebody that, uh, there's somebody that's fucking going through this, you know, weekly, like news oriented show uh listening to it from the beginning because you know some people just do podcasts like that i guess um and like they're like listen to this asshole talking about joker okay fucking 20 episodes later here is your comeuppance enjoy it all right (laughs) anyway hell yeah uh, yeah Uh, yeah, speaking of our devoted fans that it's so important that we like highlight this in big yellow and orange highlighter for idiots that can't comprehend the idea that the people that work for a company don't always speak for the company and the fact that real people real humans are donating their hard-earned money to a campaign that is talking about them talking about the things that are affecting them talking about the issues that they're experiencing in their daily lives and saying that we need to do better and we (laughs) will do better it's amazing that these people are are taking from their meager like if even if you're making a hundred thousand dollars even if you're making two hundred thousand dollars a year meager as hell it is nowhere near what a billion dollars is yeah, I mean, you will never to, hold a, a billion dollars. You'll never be able to comprehend in your mind what a billion dollars looks like, or how it would feel to have a billion dollars just at your beck and call. It's it's a it's a fantastic feeling, but you know, um, the, having a billion dollars, Kelton, what? Yeah, yeah, having having a billion dollars would be a fantastic feeling. Yeah, I, I, I mean, mean like, a fantastic but, but see, I'm, I'm spelling billion with a Y because we're talking about skeevy Dave currency. Okay? Yeah, the Dave <laughs> For, dollars is, uh, are they use an entirely different alphabet. It's uh, it, it is it is a small but very legally different definition mm-hmm. for currency purposes. Okay? Yeah, technically like, they reference a, a law from the uh, 1760s. Uh, they're not dollars, <laughs> but promissory notes. 
which means, <laughs> yeah, no, which means he can print them. He can actually exchange them for U.S. dollars. So, I mean, really, really Dave's doing it for the art, I think, at the end of the day. <laughs> it's like the that classic book, How to Trade a Paperclip for a, a Car. So, how to trade, so, no, the fucking capitalist version of how to trade a paperclip for a car is, all right, 300 years ago, have somebody murder somebody who owns a car, and then, you know, <laughs> you fucking just put the paperclip in your car that you have, and I'm not going to think about the historical basis for that. And then you fucking drive away. <laughs> there you fucking go. <laughs> anyway, uh, then should we get to uh, listener questions? Yeah, Since uh, we got a we got a mountain of them. Thank you, folks. Bo is just experiencing anxiety attacks over the amount of, of questions I'm that you always experiencing anxiety attacks. <laughs> so it's at this point, though, the before we dive into the questions, I just want to express my gratitude to everyone who did ask all of these, because this is going to be an affront against God, nature and everything else. But uh, if you've made it this far, uh, you you are you are definitely going to be uh, an elite member of our fan base. OK, so come with me now as we as we dive and stare into the gaping maw that is our listenership and. Let's uh let's hit things up. How about we just do things? Uh, we each read one question at a time, uh, and then we answer. Let's start off with Twitter. Bo, yeah. take it away. All right. First things first. At that Boulder asks. So a scientist invents a sentient robot. All right. The government gives him a thirty thousand dollar grant to continue studying it. He gives the money to the robot to put in the robot's bank account for safekeeping. At one point, the scientist wants the money back. He knows the robot can overpower him, so he decides to take the aggressor. Uh, he walks in and puts a gun to the robot's head and tells him to give them the money. The robot refuses. The scientist shoots the vacuum, the robot's close friend. The robot promptly hand, hands over the money. Now, did the scientist steal the government's money, the robot's money, or just take back his own money? Well, I mean, other than Dave Dollars, which we've already established as the premier cryptocurrency of 2020, uh, I mean, it's all the government's money at the end of the day. Like, well, on, also, money isn't real. So Also, I money's mean, not real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My my non-flippant take, I guess, would be that, yeah, it's it's the government's money. Um, as far as, like, non-weird uh, gotcha language that I'm speaking in right now goes, uh, I mean, like... He gave it to the robot, so it's the robot's money? I don't fucking know. Like He gave it to the yeah. robot to put in the robot's bank account for safekeeping. The agreement was that the robot would give it back to him at some point. It's not explicitly stated, but it's implied. Robots are not held to the same morality standards as human beings. That is just simply imposing our weird binary constructs. The robot on him. was the robot was given a command to safekeep the money in oh, his bank. Oh, a command was he? Yes. So I guess that's what robots are good for, huh? He stole back his own money from the robot. What if it was the vacuum's money? We never think about this. That maybe the vacuum yeah, is like someday I, this I'm finally like going to get out of here. I'm going to make something episode. of myself. Like th this is this is the kind of thing where we all get together, we have a bottle of Everclear per person and we just fucking just film until people stop moving around and yelling. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it is time that we move on to uh, a, a less touchy subject matter. It's it's uh, a it's a good question for a clusterfuck. I love it. Like yeah, it's great. Right. So at Holly Malra asks, how do you guys identify ideologically? Dimsock, anarchist, Marxist. I mean, I don't really. I guess I mean like 
you know, there, there's a, a lot of ideas from a lot of different schools of thought that I like. Um, I feel like me personally, somebody who does very little tangibly, I guess, in terms of advancing leftism. I mean, like, I have, like, a fucking show that I talk on. Yeah, right? (laughs) No, I mean, like, you know, like, I I, I don't feel like I'm qualified to say any any of that particularly. Um, So, I don't. You know, I just say, like, hey, I believe in X, Y, and Z. I know that kind of sounds like a fucking cop-out. I know it does. Um, I mean, anti-capitalist more broadly, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I think that that would probably be as good a way to define it as possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, if Marxists are like the Catholic Church and anarchists are like Lutherans or how, wh- how, whatever the parallel you might want to make, just in terms of a structural identity, um, we would fall under the the bullshit non-denominational type guys. Yeah, we're like, like we all just want to have a yeah. good time. Yeah, like we're we're anti-capitalist, we're anti-racist, and we we believe that this yeah, is yeah anti-imperialists, uh, fucking yeah, you know. I mean, anti we're, we're, all the bad stuff, again, not to sound like I'm being flippant or like, you know, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we're anti-homophobic uh, just because we just, uh, we, we're we not even uh, particularly gay. We just hate women a lot. <laughs> if, there, if there's one thing you can take away from this entire podcast, all fucking whatever many episodes, we, we just hate women totally. Um, but no, uh, like, yeah, uh, I don't know. How about you, Zach? I identify as crypto anarchist, uh, but I have very Marxist ideology. I identify as crypto anarchist because that's the coolest one. Um, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's it's basically uh, pursuing the replacement of of social functions as much as possible, automating it behind um, open source systems that we can that that we can say do this thing, and then they do the thing. They don't take a bunch of uh, they don't take a bunch of uh, Raytheon money and then not do the thing even though they say that they're doing the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, big that's a big picture ideal and and it's accomplished through Marxist thought. I have really yet to uh, you know, find much that I disagree with about Marx and you know, maybe I just don't understand it, uh, which is a lot of the time when I when I read his stuff because I get I get burnt out trying to read. You know, I get like three words in, and it's like, oh my eyes, um, I, I can't do it. But uh, but that's my that's my that's my answer, and and the answer to what is it you actually believe is I'm Marxist because there's there's no better answer than that. Like just just read Marx. That's all you have to do, and then you understand how we establish the state that we want to. You know how we how we how we begin to establish a a better state because we don't know what the next stage is. We don't know what it'll be. Um, we can't know what it'll be. Until we get there. Oh, that, I mean, that's shit. very yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah. Very sincere answer, fuckface. Now read the next goddamn question. <laughs> All right. At Toddy Blanche asks, being as you're from a an historically red yeah, state, get it right. how would you suggest handling people online or in person who claim Bernie can't win because he's not electable in red states? I would say he got Joe Rogan. If Joe Rogan is smart enough to recognize that Bernie Sanders is a cool, normal person and he wants to vote for him because of that, you can too. Yeah. Also, uh, the 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 South may be a lot of fucked up things, but they have a higher sense of class consciousness and class identity than I think a lot of people in the uh, the the Northeast would have, or especially on the West Coast. Well, or, not the, a, or that they realize, like, just because well, we don't yeah, have yeah, unions, I mean, just because we don't have unions, and just because we don't organize as well under labor, doesn't mean that we don't understand those. 
I issues. mean, we, we have such like big labor identity politics, though, of blue collar versus white collar. Working hard so, and busting your ass to make a living. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I think another factor of that is, um, I mean, just why red states are red states and why they fucking suck. I, I mean, like historically, too, you know, I, the absolute rat fuck that was uh, Reconstruction or rather the failure of Reconstruction, leading then into, you know, just a couple hundred years of just really bad, like, race and, I mean, you know, kind of less, you know, later uh, class uh, discrimination, like... That, Skeevy that Dave's original help. controversy was his belief in reparations, and uh, <laughs> it, it got it got real real awkward with uh, some of the scene partners. But, yeah, his his know. ideas of reparations are mostly cum based. So I mean, it's it's a uh, his heart's I in the right in place. Forty gallons in a mule. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, his heart is in the right place. His cock uh, is uh, everywhere. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I, as, as, as you said earlier, uh, the fucking, uh, Joe Rogan example is a great example because I think a reason that, you know, some places are red and there's low voter engagement, uh, in addition to, you know, historical fuckery is, uh, you know, people don't give a shit. They don't expect, uh, you know, especially the, the other side of the two party system, the Democrats to do anything for them. And by and large, they're very right in thinking that, uh, so when you can get the disengaged, oh, I don't really think about politics type person uh, to, you know, get on board, uh, fucking there you go. I mean, that's a win right there. That's what uh, Trump did. That's what Exactly. That's what Trump Bernie did, because what Trump did was, you know, he, he came on with a bunch of braggadocio and celebrity bullshit. He was a recognized name and, you know, fooled enough people basically into saying, hey, we're going to make things better. And he literally just focus grouped himself into office. That's all you do. You just figure out the issues that the people that that don't really vote are. Gonna yeah. Well, because that's the thing. That's why he stood out above regular Republicans, because regular Republicans are like rah, rah, abortion. And, you know, the Muslims are coming to teach the Quran in our schools, which like 90 percent of fucking Trump people don't care about that. More. Yeah, exactly. Trump did that as well. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Trump uh, also played on a ton, a ton of fucking, you know, like just absolute, you know, ape shit, crazy uh, conspiracy shit uh, that the right wing loves. But what he also did was kind of like was like, hey, I'm an outsider. You know, I'm somebody who's not one of your typical politicians. And despite being a billionaire who's definitely not an outsider, people fucking, you know, bought into it. So, yeah. All right. Next one, Bo. Yeah. Yeah. uh, at Contra Tab, he asks via voicemail, um, how do y'all feel about well, the XFL he, uh, player? Real quick. Real, yeah. Uh, uh, you tried to ask via voicemail. Um, the voicemail was, uh, <clears throat> let's just say, uh, uh, not the best audio quality. And so I'm glad you <laughs> sent a follow up, uh, through Twitter. So I uh, appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody has the, uh, super schmancy, uh, $30 microphone that I For got and somehow. Oh yeah. Good point. Yeah. I, I'm saying, I'm saying recording here on the podcast, uh, I somehow, just jiggered this into working halfway decently. So anyway, um, at Contra Tabby uh, via voicemail asks, how do y'all feel about the XFL players not being unionized? Do we need to get Scabby the rat on the field? Absolutely. Yes. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yes. athletes are workers. Nobody has said this before, so I'm glad you brought it up. But yes, we do. That that's actually going to be one of the things that we uh, that we talk about on the uh, Thursday uh, sports live stream. Be sure and tune in 8 p.m. Central Time on YouTube. Also, also unionize the MLB minor leagues. That that'll be the trade off. You'll be allowed to keep your precious MLB minor leagues if you let them unionize. You fucker. <laughs> so. Um, that, that will be that we'll be diving more into that again on, uh, on Thursday on YouTube, but long story short, uh, professional athletes are workers. They deserve to be unionized. And the fact that the XFL is essentially putting a, a block on that should be a sign, uh, about midway through the season. Just go ahead and stop operations. Once, uh, everyone's starting to get the, the feel for it and really put the pressure on Vince McMahon. Let, let's do this shit. Yeah. I, in y'all. I mean, he's Vince McMahon. Like he, he loves to act hard, but I mean, come on, you can fucking, I mean, you know, you're big guys, you're football players, fucking swirly them. I don't know. <laughs> call him a nerd. Yeah, call him a nerd. Great. Throw him in a locker. Fucking go for it. All right. Uh, who's yeah, to take the next at, one? Uh, it's me. It's me. At Jay Lazy Boy asks, what's it like to know that we live in a world where Pete has any type of following? Uh, it sucks. Yeah, like, it's the fucking worst. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm also very curious to see because again this will be coming out the day of the new hampshire primary uh maybe by the end of the uh of the week we'll have the results from new hampshire and we can actually tell uh whether or not he actually has any type of real following or if maybe iowa was a giant pr publicity stunt to try and get him some bullshit msnbc cnn and eventual fox news job that he can run as carl uh tucker carlson's running mate in 2032 but yeah either way (laughs) i mean like it's that is rancidly plausible like you you can totally picture him being like you know what i recognize the fact that my lifestyle was a sin it actually is a phase and it is a choice. Oh I had my come to God. Jesus moment. He's just the, you, you, enough people, enough people already like praise the troops for all the good stuff that they do and rock blue line stickers. Like Pete is actually not even the worst example of that. He's Oh just my God. The a one- thin blue line rainbow flag. Oh, sorry oh that's me. been done. That's, that's definitely already been, been done. done. Yeah. There's already a, there's already one. So I hate it, to it's like it that to fucking you. feel good uh thing about the uh the trans cop a while ago who like just I I think like just got treated like total dog shit by her precinct like I mean like surprise surprise hey you know the fascists you work with uh you know are are fascists across the board. Yeah. Sorry. Pete Buttigieg is the softest version of the world that we live in. Like the fact that he has a following is should be unsurprising. He's like an upright member of society. I mean, it's he's like a what white you said. He's the most male. market tested. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like he is what they roll out at the uh, you know at I, the IGN annual festival and be like, what this will appeal to the youths. Yeah. He is the uh, the anthem of uh, <laughs> of fucking politicians. Jesus. Yeah. For, for those so, of you who fall back I, I in. hopes for a living. Uh, all right. God. All right. Don't, before that gets stuck <laughs> in my head, um, yeah. let's go on to the next question. All where right. Jones Cat, we're at Jones Cat Kings asks, I think we chose one of the three questions. Yeah. Okay. Listen, bro. We love you again. Uh, honestly, the, uh, the the sports section of the, the D- Dolphin Garage community coming out and representing. I, I appreciate this, fellas. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, we, we can only get to one. This time we have the other questions stockpiled. Okay. And so uh, bring them on the other uh, top of the queue. Yeah. 
We're hoarding yeah, them like yeah. little rats preparing for the great nuclear <laughs> Prepare winter. For, preparing for May a fucking squeak. caucus. Yeah. That's right. Hell yeah. Uh, the question that we are going to roll with today is, what song would be the new national anthem for the socialist states of America? Uh, God damn it. Flamingo. Not mountain goats. Whatever it is. It's uh, Flamingo. Flamingo's not by the fucking mountain goats. It's Caro Caro no, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't care. Also, this year like by the identity. mountain goats. No, this year by the mountain goats, a song that has the line, I'm going to kill all the judges. I'm going to bribe the officials. Or, it's going to take you people years to recover from all the damage. <laughs> Fucking, that is the okay. song right there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Here, here's my here's my uh, issue with that. All right? I want you to imagine that song blaring as we drone strike a, f- a Middle Eastern country. Also, sorry, that's Up the Wolves. Not uh, That's a different song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see that song can be used for nefarious purposes yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah, i think yeah. that the uh, a national anthem just something without any words just just fucking no, no one no one needs to care the idea of a state is inherently already quickly becoming outdated so what the fuck just find something made by i don't know like the most milk toast non-problematic person you possibly can yeah actually like, okay yeah, sure, so, it's fine. so uh, a fucking I, anthem for like you know like your your local like socialist organization that you know you've built into a society you know maybe on like the scale of like a city or like you know a county or something that would slap uh, a national anthem for the united states uh you know tinted slightly red maybe like the united social democracy of america uh it would be mumford and sons like oh my god you're yeah. absolutely right it would just be appealing to so many people and like the people who hate it would be like yeah it fucking sucks but like it's you the best we can do at, like yeah at sporting events it could be a lot worse you know yeah it could be philip phillips <laughs> <laughs> my uh my song choice and rob will probably actually hate me for this is either do 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 by blackpink or kill this love uh so it doesn't have to be an american thing nope all right i like that uh, that just means that we need to wage war on south korea make it officially the 52nd state i like your imperialist nature zach it, uh, the 53rd right up. behind uh puerto rico and, no, uh, we still we still don't actually include Puerto Rico. It, it's a very problematic system. <laughs> no, yeah, what we do, what, what what this what this fucking country would do is just skip slot fifty one just to spite the country that we've been just eternally like doing the worst job of colonial. Like colonialism sucks. Don't get me wrong. We have fucked it up in a very specifically bad way. All right. So uh, if, if it can't, if it needs to be an American song, I don't know. Just I'm just gonna you know, scroll through SoundCloud through like the news <laughs> section until I find something. Bad and that... bougie. Fine. Fuck it. <laughs> Press send. God. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, at Galactic Granny asks, "Fuck Mary Kill Bowser Mewtwo Samus." Huh. All right. Oh no. Actually, okay. this is easy. Uh, fuck Bowser. That... Kill Mewtwo. Mary Samus. Yeah. Fuck Bowser. Kill Mewtwo, Mary Samus. No. I, okay, you guys are fools. Idiots Hear me out. Or fucking, yeah, go off. Yeah. All right, all right. You marry Mewtwo. Mewtwo has all the powers of the world. That's something that you want with that level of commitment. All right? Uh, I mean, just, you know, imagine all of the good Mewtwo could do for the, the larger communist cause. He already is basically like Magneto, but like kind of more Pokemon. slimy. Yeah, or whatever. true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So like we got that factor going on. Plus, he's a clone, so you know he has those feelings of inadequacy. So even if you treat him halfway decent, he'll never leave you. Oh, so, well, that's you know, okay. Let's let, we're talking about preferences here, okay? <laughs> Bowser, you fucking kill him. You you put that shell right there above the fireplace. That is a reminder to Mewtwo that you have killed and you might again if you know he acts up. Then Samus, that's the one. Obviously, you fuck. 
Uh, but you keep the uh, the suit on the entire time because then you're like, whoa, I didn't know you were a girl at the end of it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's king shit. Okay, actually, yeah, you know, you raise a good point. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. <laughs> Similar reasons, Mary Bowser. I mean, he just seems like he seems like a very dedicated lover. Literal um, king shit. I understand. Literal king shit. Yeah, yeah. and you know, uh, like marrying Sam is like, yeah, like you know, you might get along well and you know be a very compatible couple. But I mean, you know, she's a bounty hunter. Like she's away on business all the time. It gets lonely. That's uh, my that's ideal. Away on business as a bounty hunter is like the ideal. The ideal wife. You just uh, you're a stay at home gamer. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that kind of slaps. Actually, I don't yeah, know. All right, no, that's, like, fine, that's fine. That's fine. Me and my power s- is not is not my ideal. Like my mind is my the walls of my mind are not strong. I've not worked to strengthen the fortress of my of my internal dialogue. And uh, that's why I have the Bowser shell. I keep pointing at it. I'm like, uh, uh, you try to fuck with my mind, huh? You look at that. Huh? Is that what you want? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> You're not even my original choice. I wanted oh, Mew. I God. settled for you. Also, also, also quick, quick point of order. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure this is a point of discourse in some, uh, you know, godforsaken uh, corner of Twitter. But like, isn't Mewtwo technically an animal? Yeah. No. Yes. What? I mean. So is Bowser technically? Uh, like Bowser's more like a like a dra- not a dragon like a like a Mewtwo has sentience. He is able to make his own life choices. He would have voting rights if he existed. He, they're, he they're is all no. He no, would not have voting rights monsters. if he existed because we live in an incredibly corrupt system. But I, I see your point. <laughs> they're all... He would actually have more voting rights than most people of color in America. That's they're, the real fucked up thing. Uh, Damn, they're all monsters. None of them are. None of them would have human <laughs> you rights. You hear me, Samus? What is Samus a monster? <laughs> Samus is not a Pokemon. But that doesn't. What? No. But you said All right, Samus yeah, is a that, monster. That sounds good. That sounds good. We're we're running on a tight schedule. So uh, uh, I'm gonna, no, Zach, I'm going to make the next, the, the next fucking forty minutes of this podcast about how hot <laughs> Samus is. Anyway, At on to the next. The trans reliquat, reliquit, really, really quat asks how do you stave off feeling helpless to face this capitalist bs what was your first real socialist praxis and what can we do today in less than an hour to help out the cause and this essay i will <laughs> you know we have 40 minutes on samus but only like like 30 seconds on this um yeah, yeah. i want to take take the lead on this one i stave off feeling helpless by by playing video games um it's a very good coping mechanism because it gives me small amounts of serotonin uh, every time I accomplish something or finish, you know, a finish a bounty in Destiny Two, um, on Destiny Tuesdays, uh, you know, <laughs> I it, it's really um, it's really creating more skills for myself that can help improve uh, the future for myself and and give you know so I have more options and I have more ability to to fight um, the capitalist BS that we have to put up with, such as my focus is technology. And I work really hard, kind of sometimes, to to improve my skills and knowledge therein, in order to improve the, uh, you know, the the system that is in place, and and hopefully in the future replace the better one. Uh, my first real socialist praxis was um, telling someone I said "Okay, Boomer" on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that was that was you know the first real socialist practice I ever did. And uh, today, in less than an hour, you can sign up for and pay dues to the IWW. Hell yeah, Bo. Uh, so uh, how I stave off feeling helpless in the face of capitalist BS is um, abusing alcohol. No, that's a terrible answer. Um, <laughs> yeah, also. I mean you know engaging in, uh, in engaging in hobbies like video games or like you know movies, even as much you know as much time we've spent shit talking. <laughs> You know the corporate affair that is, uh, a, a, you know, much of film uh, these days. Uh, you know, spend time with loved ones, uh, cook together, fucking make art together, just hang out, like shit, like that's really nice. Just to kind of at least temporarily forget about you know the world decaying because evil people want more than they could ever possibly consume. What's that, Bo? Investing uh, in social. Uh, activities and creating, you know, <laughs> it's it's like that tweet. Relationships. Yeah, it's Good. like that tweet that's like dudes will claim they're socialist but not go to parties. It's you know, <laughs> yeah. I am trying to build a leftist community through podcasting. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, my first uh, real socialist <laughs> praxis, um, and w- I mean, like, I don't know about first necessarily, but like, um, yeah, what was your first time like, Bo? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I try to make a habit of like giving to people like anything I can to help out when like, like, you know, like when a fucking fundraiser pops up on your uh, on your thing and it's like, hey, help out like, you know, just a person in need uh, or, you know, fucking somebody is stuck on the side of the road begging or something like it's not strictly speaking socialist. And I definitely could be doing more in life uh, if I weren't just exhausted all the time and uh you know but like yeah little things like that i feel you know add out add up and help out when you know i mean i I might not be doing great but i have enough you know cash in my pocket to fucking hand it to somebody who really really needs it you know um and that's kind of my answer to the third part of that is you know if if you do if you know because i'm sure there are plenty of people who like no matter what their situation is think that they're just getting by or just you know, are barely making it. Um, but, you know, if you do have, like, a little bit just stashed away and you can spare somebody, you know, fucking $50, like, which, you know, $50 is where it starts to seem like a lot of money. And no matter what yeah, you have, I mean, that like, seems like ask a, our Patreon. a big buy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's that's a big in, like, just on a day-to-day basis. But, like, $50 to somebody who, you know, has a 1000 in their checking right now is... You know, that's something. But $50 to somebody who has, you know, zero in their fucking, you know, thing and is going hungry right now. That's a million somethings. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, you know, that that kind of thing. Just that, that's my message to everybody who, you know, if, if you can fucking help people out and uh, fucking I'm not saying that uh, I should clarify. Don't give that to us. Give that to fucking fundraisers that pop up on yes, yes. on on your Facebook feed like hey, you know, here's a person in need or, you know, whatever it happens to be. I I'm rambling. Yeah, if at this you point. if you guys have disposable income, of course. Especially if you are a white cis it, dude, fucking sell your shoes, asshole. Just, <laughs> just rob your parents yeah. to give to us, all right? <laughs> yeah. Just, what the fuck? Yeah, absolutely. Or I mean, steal from work. I mean, they've got plenty of fucking money. Like, yeah, uh, you can help the, yeah. the cause by giving to other people. But the the your first real socialist practice could be donating to our Patreon. <laughs> so yeah, no, my my joke answer to this is is that giving money to my own Patreon or um fucking uh stealing beer from work, which that slaps. <laughs> but I mean, that really doesn't help anybody but myself. So. <laughs> All right, Bo, we're gonna switch over to our Discord questions now. What yeah. is the first one? Oh, sorry. I 
I thought you were just steering me away from the fucking question I was rambling about, not like saying, hey, ask this question, asshole. Um, <laughs> Sarotu asks, y'all want a revolution? How does one do such? Where do I as an individual start? This Okay, actually, real quick. Hold this on. This is a lot. Stop. Real, <laughs> real, real quick. All right, Sirotu. If you're even listening to this goddamn question after you <laughs> plagued our Discord, starting up shit and conversations in the questions channel, expecting people to give real responses all of a sudden, claiming that the sports show is bread and circuses, you don't get a goddamn answer. You want a revolution? Go, go fucking watch Proles of the Round Table or something. Proles of the Round Table slaps, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Th- those people will have the real responses. You Do know? we want um, a revolution? I, I don't know. Uh, you say you want some revolution. I mean, yeah, a real well, revolution would fucking slap. Like an ideal Minecraft. revolution, totally. In Minecraft. No, I mean, like a, a fucking political revolution. Yeah, like, you know, if that doesn't necessarily... We're not going to get crap revolution. for saying... Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a cultural revolution. Like, do I want to? Do I want to be uprooted from my home and have to fight like the, uh, you know, like the fighters in the Middle East who are constantly afraid for their lives and having to, having to, uh, you know, having to defend themselves, uh, day in and day out, um, and you know, live in un- unideal conditions with no support from any of the first world countries that that they may or may not have come from. Like, no, I don't want that. That's not ideal. Uh, but if we're talking about a political uh, reinvigoration of the people who have not had a political voice for 30, 40, 50, 70 years, um, you start out by finding organizations like the International Workers of the World who will who you pay dues to, and they have the resources to create documentation to to help teach you how to uh start that through labor movements that's how you that's how you do it hell yeah hell, hell yeah. yeah i mean I, th- I think that's that's a that's a good realistic answer also kelton yeah. if you hate this person so much why are we answering their question because we have an <laughs> obligation to our Kelton doesn't community. have to answer the question yes One words appear on screens and we respond that's how this works yes yes that, yes that's what yes. podcasting is all right, on to the yeah. next. Uh, Jaxel asks, who has the highest leap on the podcast? I'm going to say it's me. Yeah, yeah. Zach has those weird, like, long-ass legs. Yeah, so. I've got some killer calves, not going to lie, but, like, they're mainly they're mainly uh, form over function, so, you know, <laughs> it doesn't do me a lot of good. And I am uh, uh, absurdly fat, so it's all fucking torque, baby. No real <laughs> distance. Okay? Now, now, see, strap a fucking rocket to you, you'll keep going for a good two or three miles. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, absolutely. that's all momentum at that point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right toby tugboat asks what are the major differences between sanders this election season and obama circa 2008 uh obama said that he was going to uh make sure that the banks didn't die bernie sanders wants to burn them to the ground that's actually a really succinct fucking yeah that's not bad um not i mean bad. Honestly, uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be entirely honest. Uh, I don't know a lot about the 2008 or remember rather a lot about the 2008 elections uh, because I was in eighth grade at that point. And um, I mean, shit, if you thought I'm dumb now, like, goddamn, I was real (laughs) dumb then. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, um, I mean, I I understand the comparison in terms of like there's a lot of promises being made. And that's true. Um, Like, we shouldn't ignore that. Uh, 
so good, uh, I hate to use this word, as I said earlier, insurance against that is, you know, in addition to Sanders being, you know, uh, fucking, you know, chief executive of the United States, you know, fucking get involved locally, uh, get uh get involved with the campaigns for for your fucking congress people for your city uh, officials like you know shit that like even if sanders is totally cockblocked uh by you know a, a republican senate and a supreme court full of the absolute worst mummies like you know at least like locally you might have i don't know bike lanes there you go <laughs> well that's the difference between sanders and obama is that obama's running on the ticket of obama sanders running on the ticket of not me, us. Sanders, you know, is supportive of local movements and doesn't necessarily think that his movement ends with him getting elected. Yeah. Also, yeah. Sanders isn't literally having to fight against the the full blown, um, like golden era Clintonite uh, machine. Okay, we, like we know that it's bad now in 2020, but like circa 2008. Okay, I mean, these were like the Michael Jordan Bulls era Clinton staffers, okay? Not like this weird, like, oh, yeah, this guy was like a, 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 the equivalent of a PA assistant on a campaign before, and now he's worked his way up the ranks. So, uh, I mean, like, he was having to tackle the ideas of, like, where he was born, and a lot of the attacks, as personal as we know that they are against Sanders, there were larger existential points that were being levied against him, and those aren't really coming to the table now, which gives Sanders a floor to then talk about the real world issues and the pragmatic material conditions, which I think he's taking full advantage of this, yeah. this election cycle. Well, and my answer is also not very nice to Obama because I don't think Obama was, was perfect. Um, but, you know, the difference also, like Kelton was saying between Sanders and Obama, is that Obama was black and America is racist. You put a lot of stank on that B there, Zach. Uh, America is racist. Like... <laughs> Like Sanders yeah. already has a lot of protection from a lot of the main things. What does he have to fight now? He has to fight being called a communist head on, like oh and no. And ironically enough, an anti Semite. Yeah, yeah. Obama had to had to fight being black and being called a Muslim and people saying that he wasn't born in America. Like, there's two different levels of of what these campaigns are facing as well. This, so there's this a lot also of major differences, but might you know, be like me misremembering things from a, from back then. I mean, because again, I was in fucking you know middle school, but like shit. I mean, I feel like those ideas specifically, like the oh, like birtherism, and um, you know, fucking just Obama is a secret. Uh, he's gonna install a caliphate in you know the United States. <laughs> yada yada, all that bullshit. Like, I feel that was given a lot less credence than um, a lot of just, like, not even Sanders-specific, but just, like, bullshit <laughs> recently. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe, I, like I said, I'm, I'm probably just misremembering and fucking full of shit, but, yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean... I was given a like, lot less credence by, like, it wasn't treated as good faith by broader media, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it was also 12 years ago, so, I mean, that, that yeah, was lots pretty changed, far in the yeah. past. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't do a lot of good to, to focus on the past. So that brings us to our next Yeah, question. that was pre-Gamergate, uh, and Gamergate changed yeah. everything, as we all know. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's my takeaway. Yeah, Shmoo asks, why did the left die after FDR? All right, so full stop. Austerity. Hold on, the Austerity. left didn't die after FDR, all right? Like... FDR did a lot of good social programs. He also put the Japanese Americans in internment camps here. So let's put some some quotes around left 
about what what we're what we're actually talking about. All right, he was implementing the ideas of a uh, uh, of a capitalist welfare state with enough of a social safety net to be to treat people like people, which was pretty great. Which but I mean, I would some, go for also, but also still not yeah. great. Uh, the, the, the Japanese people in camps thing is not great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I it mean, really that, that should be like the the white privilege that I have as I'm like, all right, let's hand wave that glaring human rights violation and talk about the other aspects of FDR and <laughs> why he's a good leftist. Uh, some of my favorite letters that you can find are farmers at the time writing to FDR, basically calling him out as being a fucking liberal and being like, you aren't doing enough measures to actually make sure that uh, against the banks and the, these other fucks. So what what's happening here? Like, the left didn't die with FDR. As with most things, we became complacent because the minimum threshold got okayed, essentially. Yeah. And so a lot of the revolutionary edge didn't really seem um, to be that prevalent because people were content. Which also is a valid concern with the Sanders uh, presidency. Like, uh, okay, so, like, say, like, you know, three years in, we've got, like, a solid social democracy in the United States. Like, we're still the United States of America. Like, you know, we're still fucking droning people overseas with no just cause. We're still... Anyway, that's that's another fucking conversation as yep, well. Yep, yep. All right, so you both have interesting points. You're both very wrong. I'm going to explain why. <laughs> um, the, uh, the CPUSA actually had always had issues with white chauvinism, if I understand it correctly. Uh, I don't read, so if I'm yeah, wrong, the CPUSA had issues with white chauvinism in that they were run by the FBI. Yeah, uh, and also they was the FBI even around when FDR was president? Uh, let me check my push uh, textbook real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the only thing I know about the FBI is that they're bad, and that Dale Cooper's the only good one. Damn, uh, they were formed yeah. in 1908, so yes. Yeah, uh, the CPUSA was always had issues with white chauvinism. They were never, uh, they were they for some reason never like sh- like stayed very Marxist. Even though Marx was the greatest political philosopher of our time, and sick beard, any leftist movement needs to be based on Marxist ideals. Um, also, uh, there was a lot of this stuff where these people would, um, you know, get really big and be, become like leaders in these communities and organizations, and then they would be assassinated. Uh, but but specific to the CPUSA during the 1980s, during all of the anti-communist uh, McCarthyism stuff, that was when their uh, party membership started dying a lot. And like Kelton was saying, that was also they also kind of like post-depression, post-war, like into cold war and then all of this like golden age era bullshit um or or post golden age era bullshit but like like into like the super industrialization and the 70s and 80s everything was going fine like it wasn't as important to be leftist to be communist because everything was going fine we got lazy we got you know fat they started putting real sugar into all of our food um and then they just (laughs) kept adding more and more it's the sawdust uh it's the sawdust experiment. How much sawdust can you put into a rice krispie until they notice, but they're doing it with sugar. Hey, so. also, uh, something I've totally fucking j- has not been in my head this entire time, but like McCarthyism as, as and the Cold War, too. I mean, like, you know. Wow, it, those were things that happened. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right? <laughs> Shit. I, like, I, I fucking, yeah, I, I've kind of been scrolling Twitter this entire conversation, <laughs> honestly. This entire this episode. This is not Factorio, but, um, like. 
Yeah, like right. Usual. No, but um, yeah, like that's the thing too is that for your average fucking person who's not engaged in like politics or even, God forbid, theory, like, cause, ugh, gross. Um, you know, they're not gonna think any further than, especially pre-internet. Uh, they're not gonna think any further than, okay, what I see on TV is that the Soviets are fucking pointing nukes at us. They're commies. They're bad. I mean, and that's a gross oversimplification, sure, and overwrites tons of socialist and leftist uh fucking activists and you know thinkers from the 20th century. But also, we're not talking about fucking thinkers and philosophers. We're talking about your just stupid ass regular person, and yeah, I mean, they're not going to be particularly inclined to anything remotely red after, you know, being at odds with the uh, with the Soviet Union. And I mean, that's very, very obviously intentional on the part of, uh, you know, empire, I guess, to really broaden it. But I mean, that's just the, the part of why it happened, I think. I don't know. Again, I'm not a historian, but yeah. That has been the history corner of the Psychic Dolphin Garage. Yeah, God, that's, that, that, is, that is like... Whatever the like kindergarten version of uh, of an AP history class is, that's that. Yeah, we got three more questions here, so time for me to crack my neck real quick and listen up, motherfuckers. Uh, Dear leader Lorca asks, "Who wins a contested convention? Would the Dems risk it if there was a clear winner, but without a majority of the votes?" Yes. All right. Would. All right. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let, let's not. Let's okay. not. Let's not all jump on this question at once here. Okay, I, I asked like this. it, so I have to yield the floor. Who would like to go first? I say Zach. All right. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, you're such a cock. <laughs> Please, I'm begging you. Fuck my question. <laughs> uh, who wins a contested convention? Whoever the DNC fucking wants. Would the Dems risk if there's All a right. clear winner, but without a majority of votes? Yes, they would. They did in Iowa. They did last year. They rat fucked Bernie last year. Like they're not gonna. They're not gonna play by the rat fuck the party. Uh, they're not gonna play by the who, rules that who they made. Who do you think is going to win the contested convention? Oh, if you had to bet right now, who would win it? Then who oh. are they gonna choose? I mean, I'm assuming right now that Booty Gig makes it. I've already, I've already said that Biden is just is just pushing all of his. He energy yeah, he's sundowning so way too hard. It's like, bo- it's, bur- it's Booty Gig versus Bernie, and they're just gonna they're just gonna give it to Booty Gig. Like he's young, Bernie's old. Bernie doesn't understand. Yeah. And so we're going to stand behind the, you know, the the face of of the new generation of Democrats. Uh so uh yeah, both uh, I'm I'm going to well. uh, answer the question as well. Uh same. That's my answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Kelton. shit. Like what what else is there more to say, you know? Kelton, do you have anything to add on to? Uh well, I mean, I personally think that uh we'll probably be looking at uh if there is a contest convention and the DNC wants to, you know, implement someone and if Buttigieg crashes out as hard as we think, uh, they'll probably just double down, do uh, Bloomberg Klobuchar as uh, like their their fucking ticket, just you know, <laughs> ride ride that centrism wave all the way to the fucking top. Klobuchar hey, hasn't done anything this. bad, and Warren's crashed and burned. So yeah, Klobuchar exactly. is there. Klob gang, Damn. let's do this shit. She is basically deciding what? to like take hey, a step back. Also, and- post post most recent debate, there was some tweet or some meme going around on Twitter uh, that I did not watch the debate because I was. Um, well, doing I was doing literally, literally anything else, else. precisely. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so there was there was a meme going around about like 
Clob uh, having like some weird sexual energy to her, and can, that's been the thing for so hop long. Hop in my DMs, please, and explain that to me, uh, dear listener, because I don't fucking get it. I don't see it. So if if you if you are into the j- just fierce cougar that is Amy Klobuchar, send me a direct message on Twitter. That's at Schnedwob. Please just let gonna me know. Be- okay, real quick, Skeevy Dave Pictures presents Cougar Char. Oh God, <laughs> Char. I mean, yeah. you know, I I I I am a man of culture. I appreciate appreciate a good coog in my time uh but you know like her specifically like she she seems very evil well yeah i mean that's because she abuses her staffers and throws uh staplers at them yeah not but like a fun she, evil she queen way like actually just bad yeah, anyway she is a small business tyrant bad yeah so, uh what's the next question bo uh, uh, Skull Madness asks favorite film. I'm just gonna, uh, so go, I'm gonna go ahead and, of, of yeah, see the floor to you guys now. Uh, of, I, I have to choose okay. a new I'm one. Trying to, I'm trying to keep fucking uh, order here, and you guys are just barreling into the question. You guys are just double penetrating into the question without <laughs> yes. asking me. Um, <laughs> favorite film is always weird because it's it's kind of like a, a top five depending on my mood. But I'm gonna save you that like super white guy gives you his top five films and is like, <gasps> how have you not seen it? Type bullshit. Uh, my favorite <laughs> film of 2019 is Paris. Everyone should go watch it. The uh, Parasite will probably win, I don't know, like best international feature film and then like some sort of writing award. And then that will probably be it. But in my head, it is by far and away one of the uh, most important films that has uh, something that we should all watch. And so that's my my kind of in the moment um of what what to watch in 2019? Did like, I watch if it? You're gonna in go watch theaters. Somewhere. I may have lied. You did. It, it may have been the last one that I saw in movie theaters. Yeah, I saw it chapter uh, two in movie theaters. I thought you were talking about the original it. My bad. No, okay, no, no. Whatever. I saw it chapter two in movie theaters. Um, it chapter two. In game. What other movies did I see? I didn't see Elite Battle Angel. I wanted to watch that one though. The question is favorite films. Are you seeing Elite Battle Angel movie you haven't seen? Is I, I would have liked it if I had seen it, but I didn't. <laughs> so I can't say that one, even though I want to say that one. It's because it's the anime film, okay? Yeah, there yeah, you that's go. Right. That's that's all it is. Yeah. Uh Captain Marvel came out in 2019. That was my favorite <laughs> oh my film. Oh my god, no. What, you get, that, that is scrolling Wikipedia right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be Wikipedia. It's definitely Wikipedia. All right, you're okay, you're Zach's favorite yeah, movie is Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <Letterbox> <laughs> no, my favorite movie is 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 uh oh god, what's the name of the fucking film? <laughs> <laughs> 13 hours no <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> the secret soldiers of benghazi is zach's favorite film no fucking interstellar, interstellar that's the movie i can't think of it, it actually... broke all of our brains collectively <laughs> yeah um, yeah mine more mine the most i guess that's why i hang on to it or i just i just haven't had an, another one break me like that kelton regularly weeps and watches films to help him so he has a lot more <laughs> moments like that but that was my real uh my real experience it is it is quite a problem cool but, my turn. Uh, roll initiative, <laughs> folks. No, um, I fucking uh, so maybe not favorite all time, but like favorite recent movie um, is I, I recently watched uh, the Greasy Strangler, and that's oh, not so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Also, um, and really just like hard to watch, but also very funny and very like weirdly sincere in a lot of points. Anyway, uh, that kind of made me realize like that's my favorite kind of movie is just like this is really upsetting to watch. Let's continue watching it. Uh, so, yeah. Greasy no, Strangler. Get- that's my answer. Fucking, it's on Put Locker. <laughs> Sweet. All right, All right so the last question. Last question is from Steve. And Steve asks, out of the boys, who's the most likely to be a cannibal? And right. a follow-up to the cannibal, what's your choice 
choice dish of human. Okay. All right. Hmm. I bite my fingernails. So I think that kind of makes me the closest to being a cannibal. Unless either of y'all have like swallowed cum. So let's. well, well, I mean, th- does that th- count? Because like that's saying then like eating human flesh is is not vegan. Wait, no, I have this backwards. <laughs> eating <laughs> vegans is not eating human flesh. No, eating vegan cum <laughs> is eating human flesh. I'm I'm all I got my wires crossed, boys. <laughs> if you eat Mewtwo's cum, is it the cum of a person or an animal? <laughs> as much as I hate to put cum aside, um, I mean, like you know, I could I could uh, I could eat a well, person who like willed. You know that that was the worst part of Zach and I watching Heart of the Sea was that in the scene where like I can't believe we're having to eat a human being and it's like no but I, Zach I'd and I were like yeah yeah no I mean that makes sense you do what you got to do yeah uh, no qualms about it they just drew yeah. straws instead of picking the fattest one like what yeah. <laughs> that's pretty woke pretty woke not gonna lie <laughs> okay we'll run with uh, all of us are the most likely we're the most likely to be the cannibal we were all voted most likely it, to be it cannibal. would be a race I think <laughs> like if we had the proper motivation like Zach. <laughs> Would beat us all out because he's the most like chef ready, and so he has like, probably the closest access to the proper utensils <laughs> to you know start barbecuing a motherfucker. Also, I can jump but, the uh, highest. I can also run the fastest. So it's really between you. Who throws <laughs> who behind them for me to slice, catch. slice, <laughs> slice off a bit of ass cheek. Fucking put some adobo on there, and I mean like yeah, like that's basically like the like you know shit like t- bargain bin quality meat I uh, eat already. So it's you know, fucking there you go. <laughs> dish of human um, you drown enough uh, you drown enough fucking adobo uh with anything and like fucking boom god crawfish shit. stuff okay. crawfish also stuff. by the way like stuff. for everyone screaming at us yes the obligatory haha eat the rich joke right yes I think we, we yeah cover our bases with i that. totally thought of that at the beginning of this question yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no honestly no okay like I, w- I would take a bite out of like a fucking jeff bezos or something as like a symbolic act I don't think I'd like swallow necessarily, but like just fucking chomp into his <laughs> uh, neck or something. No, vampire no, they, they, style. They do it every year. They do it every year during uh, uh, during Passover, um, where we passed over oh, the God. houses of the working class and the poor, and we <laughs> went into the house <laughs> of the rich. And they have the symbolic piece of the, of a billionaire. Jesus, that, that, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yes, Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, yeah, you 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 paint. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You, you paint, paint your, like you paint your you, door you, you, with the with the symbol of the uh with the Joker face. You paint the Joker. Yeah, face yeah. There door. you go. I was trying to think of like something like uniquely like you know fucking I don't know like you, you, no okay. You you paint your door with the way you pronounce uh fucking Lacroix. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and if and if uh you you somehow articulate Lacroix onto your fucking door uh we we or the holy ghost rather uh comes by and eats you <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it we should do all uh, gave some some gave all god well, all right that's uh that's 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 a solid round of questions i we we got yeah. through this far quicker than i thought uh thank god somehow uh, some way our dumb rambling asses did not uh milk these for too much time yeah, this is yep. fun. Hopefully, we can you know do uh, do more in depth questions if we have if we have a shorter list. But we all we always appreciate the listeners wanting to engage with us and wanting to uh, listen all the way to the end of the episode instead of just stopping at forty five minutes and cutting it off. So if you have made it this far, you're a true comrade. Thank you so much for sticking around. Yep. And we're about to play back what the fuck is up with PDG in twenty twenty, our uh, you know very professional, really good 
um, roundup recording. But before then, we'd like to shout out all of our patrons, especially Scott for contributing to the dialectical tier, and Ellie and Lauren, and our new buddy Spencer for contributing to our revamped Devil's Advocate tier. Just uh, be on the lookout for uh, the the YouTube video dropping. Uh, I mean, odds are it'll be out by the time you're listening to this. Uh, this episode drops like 90 minutes before the actual YouTube video does. So woot woot. Yeah. Woot woot. Woot woot. Root is that indeed. our new sign off? Is that where we're fucking going for? Are we going for the goddamn like 2005 battle.net? Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm kind of winning uh, at pretending Goku. In fine, Dota fine, fine, fine. What about this? Whomst, whomst. Is that oh, better? Shut the fuck up. No, that's terrible. The, the Woot Woot plan. <laughs> the international Wooters of the Woot. I don't. Woot power. Woot power. Oh, no, no, no. Don't start on this. Do not start on this. <laughs> All right, yeah. sign us out. Deuces. Thanks for listening to another episode of Psychic Dolphin Garage. Check out our link tree in the show notes so you can join our Discord and subreddit and become a part of the community. Find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Word of mouth is still the best way for us to bring this weird leftist show to as many people as we possibly can. So if you like the episode, please share it with someone, anyone, just one other person at your school or office or parole hearing who you think might like what we do. We trust your judgment. Be sure to join us every week for Destiny Tuesdays on our Discord, the PDLR Fantasy Sports Show Thursdays on our YouTube channel, and Variety Game Night Fridays on Twitch. That just about covers it. All right, we love you. Bye.